When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher. And every single day at 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. Uh, Say hi to some people real quick. What's up, Lindsay? Hi, Bethany. Gracie. What's up, BJ? Hi, Danielle. Scooter, Amanda. Wyatt. Dude, nice to see everybody. You can't hear anything? Oh, no. All right. No voice. No voice, you say. No audio. All right, we're going to have to change that up a little bit then. What about now? You guys got some sound on the Instagram Live? Because uh, I'm getting it through here. But uh, reason why that is, I was actually just going to go ahead and explain that here in just a moment. Oh, wait a minute. I understand why that's happening. All right. You guys got me now? What about now? Now? Now, 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 now? No? Yay, nay? No? You still can't? Are you can hear, Scooter? All right, now you guys can hear. All right. Uh, reason why that is, is uh, we were having just a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, I had a moment last night where you guys ever have that thing where you're like, all right, I'm just going to run into the store real quick and spend uh, $7 on a component that I need because I'm having a little bit of an issue. Remember yesterday I was talking about, this is a nice German man. It's a nice German man who said, yes, you, you can go ahead and take your time. Yes, take your time, sir. No rush. We're in no rush, sir. Yes. Uh, super nice German guy who I was doing some voiceover work for yesterday uh, needed me to uh, run out and get a component for my system that um, I then ran, took care of quick. Uh, I was going to go to a guitar center and I literally just needed a chord, just a chord, one chord. It's all I needed. And I walked out of there and ended up spending uh, $312. Why that is. Because I walked in and said, hey, man, uh, I'm having this issue. I just need to get this cord. And he's like, the guy behind the counter is like, no, you don't. So what do you mean I don't? He said, that's not, that's not, I already know what the problem is and that's not going to fix it. I said, do you? He said, yeah. He goes, uh, you're getting, you're trying to do like a remote voice thing. And the people on the other end are totally getting a bunch of like white noise and feedback. But in your headphones, it sounds fine, right? I'm like, that's exactly what's happening. He's like, yeah, no, 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 you got to replace the whole thing i was like that's preposterous you get out of here with that talk mister there's no way and then i came back i, I figured i buy i get a 45 day return so i figured all right i'll just go ahead and buy everything bring it back and see what happens and yeah he was right so whatever it came to i think 312 bucks all the way around for a new interface and uh while i was there i'm like well i might as well upgrade you know two or three other things but Guitar Center, I'm going to throw it in the realm of Target. You walk in to spend, you know, $4 on a little bit of laundry soap. Next thing you know, it's $127. You're walking out of there with a car battery, maybe a lobster, a little bit of sprouted bread. Maybe you decided to go ahead and buy a new wardrobe. 
That's exactly what uh, Target is. And Guitar Center in the same realm now. You sons of bitches. But I got to say, the guy was a thousand percent correct. It sounds magnificent in my ears. It's a whole new ball game. It's all brand new. Every, I mean, there, it is so crystal clear. It sounds like somebody had put a, you know, like a boiling pot. You stick a lid on it and you can kind of hear the water underneath. And it's kind of, you know, you can hear that water bubbling. Then you take it off and it's just crystal clear. That's exactly what it sounds like. So this guy was a thousand percent right and worth every single penny of it. And then there's also that movie you come home and you're like, God, I didn't want to spend that much. But Jesus, like the guy was super right. And everyone's like, it's fine. You can just write it off in your taxes. Oh, that's all you do. Just write it off in your taxes. And it's not like the government's like, hey, you spent 312 bucks. Well, here's $311.99. Dude, you get a fraction back of what you write off. It is not as much as what people think it is. Everyone thinks like, just go, all these all these big companies and their big write-offs. They're just, they're making money. This net doesn't work that way. I wish it did. I wish it did. I would, I, I, I'm really good at keeping track of finances and just making sure that I have an opportunity to get as much money back as I possibly can. But that whole thing, oh, it's just a tax write-off. It's not, it's just a tax write-off. It's not, it's not. Oh, it is frustrating. Man, it can be frustrating some days. Uh, if you guys are uh, still wondering what's happening for tonight, couple last seats, dude. You guys hit it up. Love to see you over at the Hogs Breath in Roseville. Uh, that show's going to be going down at 8 p.m. this evening. You got to make a reservation. I think like over three quarters of the tables are already gone. So there is a, uh, yeah, I know the couple people last night made some last minute reservations. There is still walk up. If you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to go. I do believe they still might be able to squeeze you in. Obviously, dude, listen, it's the hog's breath. We are going to pack as many people in there as we possibly can. So tonight, if you haven't had an opportunity to uh, make reservations yet, I would say do so. You can uh, find all that information. It's on my Facebook page. I just uh, shared it earlier this morning, but should be a good show. Uh, For the uh, ladies that are coming out tonight, you're probably like, three middle-aged white guys? Is that what we got to deal with? Three middle-aged white dudes. That's what we're dealing with tonight. Three middle-aged white guys who just got to get up there with their white privilege. They're going to get up there and all they're going to do is spout off and on about how white they are and all their big problems in the suburbs. They're not going to listen to any of our needs. They're not going to listen to anything that the ladies got to talk about. Well, listen, we're going to poo-poo all over that because we have a very funny comedian by the name of Rebecca Wilson who is coming up to do a guest set tonight who I love who I think is one of the funniest people on the goddamn planet. You're going to love her. Tons of great. I saw Rebecca for the first time like a year and a half ago, and she had already had like, I don't know, six, seven years under her belt, but I didn't know who she was. So when I saw her for the first time, I was like, oh, she gets it. She a thousand percent understands this business and knows how to like form a joke and puts it all together. She's great. So you guys are going to love her. Uh, She'll have a, a shorter guest set tonight. And man, she's awesome. She's a, she's a mensch. She's a mensch. I love it. She's great. Tommy Negley. What's up, buddy? Need to find a date in Madtown. I agree. I love that city. That is a good comedy town and comedy on state. If you've never been, man, I drove down there and caught three shows all in a row. One night, Sam Morell. And it was, dude, it was worth every penny of it. You know, the hotel room, the beers, the 1 30 in the morning pizza it's all worth it man that's a good city god that's a good city so many good venues too um 
I, is it uh, is it the Pantages Theater? I feel like I've been there a couple of times to the Pantages Theater, and I've caught Stephen Lynch down there. I think I saw Lewis Black in Madison too. It wasn't during that time when he was coming like once every eighteen months and just selling out every single show. It was kind of like a one-off show. But man, I do love Madison. Yeah, you're right. One of these nights. We'll have to uh, make our way down there, hopefully sooner and later. Jesus, did you guys hear this uh, story about Alec Baldwin? Holy Christ. Came across the news last night. I, I don't watch news anymore. I'm out. I tapped out. Once I got out of radio, I'm done with the news. I'll, the big stories I'll come across. Um, but Jesus Christ, it is, uh, it's awful. Uh, backtrack a little bit. Gracie, I need a date for tonight. I have reservations, but my friend backed out. What? What? It's ridiculous. Preposterous. Who would do such a thing? Listen, you give me their number because I got an uncle and he will light them up. All right. Uh, well, good. Uh, Gracie, if you need a date, I'm sure somebody on the Instagram live feed here would be more than happy to, uh, you know, to hop on or let you join their table or whatever it might be, you know? I mean, it's Roseville. There's always somebody that's uh, hanging out on the street looking for something to do. There's probably going to be some hangers-on out in the parking lot. You're more than welcome to just, you know, shoo them through the door, grab a seat. But I appreciate you coming tonight. I'm glad you're still coming, even though uh, your friend backed out. That sucks, man. That's why I don't make plans with anybody. I go to concerts by myself now, all the time. Seriously. You guys heard about what happened with Bill Burr. That's what happens. And I go with people, I fuck it up. I guarantee that if I went to Bill Burr by myself, I would have been there on time. But since I had people with me, I fucked it up. That's why I just, I go to shows alone. I go to shows alone. It's too hard. Corolla? By myself. Four shows all by myself. The best way to do it. Never get bothered. Stephen Lynch, saw by myself. Sat by myself. It was great. Not having to like fork out extra dough for beers or wait for somebody. As I was standing in line for that Stephen Lynch show, there was a woman and her friend who were looking down the street. We're like, you know, nah, maybe 15 feet away from the door and the line's moving. And the Varsity Theater is good at getting people in them doors quick because they know time is beer money. If you got an extra 20 minutes in that door, that might be one or two extra beers you're spending in that venue. So they are trying to get you in as quick as possible. And the people in front of me are looking down the street like a block away and they're looking at their friends going, hey, we got your tickets. Could you maybe put a little hustle in your step and move your ass a little bit so we can get in the show? And their friends like, they see them and they wave and then they take a hard left into the convenience store. And their friends are like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? I, you, come here. We have your tickets. Get in the door. Come on. What are you doing? And I looked over, I said, that is why I go to concerts alone. And her friend rolled her eyes. She's like, I know, they do this all the time. We're like, hey, 6.30, you got to be there. And then they show up at, you know, 6.52. I said, yeah, that's why I go alone. I go alone. So much easier that way. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Alec Baldwin. That's what it was. Jesus, this story about Alec Baldwin. Uh, it turns out, if you didn't hear the story yet, so Alec Baldwin was on set filming a a film called Rust in New Mexico. On scene, had a gun. Gun went off. Killed cinematographer and director. Jesus Christ. It's a very The Crow 2 situation. That was number two, right? With Brandon Lee. I think that was number two. And there was a... Uh, it sounded like this was a... It says it was a live single round. 
one live single round. And why they would put one in a gun on a set like that? Why that ammunition is around? Ah, oh, Jesus, too, man. It's so, uh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, uh, the director, too. Yeah, killed the cinematographer and then wounded the director. Like, fuck. Oh, could you imagine, dude? So I was reading about it today and Scooter, it was the first crow. Was it the first crow? And I thought the first crow they got through it. I thought they were filming the second one. Was that, was that correct? I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. This is why I need a goddamn producer on this show. And, um, um, he, uh, the gun went off, ends up killing cinematographer, wounds director. And Jesus, it was, um, it sounded like for whatever reason, is this going to be right? Am I going to screw this up? Oh, son of a bitch. He was filming the scene in the crow. The act, dude, I thought it was, I guess not. Wow. So they released that movie, even though he was dead and gone. Jesus Christ. What? Oh my God. Uh, Kiki, my question after reading was whose job is it to double check the gun to make sure it wasn't actually loaded? That is the prop department. That is 1000% their job. That is why they have people like that there. Lindsay, and this is a movie, and the movie is about an accidental killing. No way. See, I didn't read that part yet. Oh man. God. I don't, you read this stuff and you're like, you're right. How does this stuff happen? How does this happen? How is there a firing pin in any gun? I have two fake guns in my closet that we use when we're filming in like small shorts, when we're using little small productions. Two fake guns. They look exactly like real guns. They have absolutely no capabilities of firing at all. There's never going to be a bullet inside of any of those guns. They look exactly like a real gun. Why didn't you buy just an airsoft rifle? Listen, we know we're watching a movie. We know it. Our brains know it. We're not going to watch it. We're not going to watch this and be like, did you notice that Alec Baldwin had an airsoft rifle and not an actual nine millimeter in his hand? I mean, Jesus Christ, what do they take us for? Bradley Cooper walked around with a fucking baby doll and won an Academy Award. We have enough. (laughs) We have enough like space in our brain to go. Yeah, dude, we get it. It's just it's a fake gun. It's just a fake gun. Just use fake guns. I bet there there will be a law. There will be a change. There will be a giant change after this one, for sure. Because that's what we do with everything. You know, we didn't do it after... Well, we do it with everything except for school shootings. God damn it. That's the thing that drives me nuts, man. And I think it was... uh, It might have been Lewis Black, speaking of. It might have been Lewis Black who just said, uh, when we had Sandy Hook and nobody did a goddamn thing. Nobody changed anything. Nobody decided to make laws or... None of it. All that shit just... Man, it's like it didn't even happen. Like, what the fuck, man? But there there will be a law. There will be a union stepping in. There will be people saying. In fact, we shot, we shot a movie called Georgia Rock, which is a huge, huge piece of shit. Uh, that movie is terrible. It's in my repertoire of things that I've done where I've looked back on and been like, okay, you know, I, I was there for the experience, but Jesus Christ, uh, you know, maybe... Maybe we should have rethought that, but it was a fun experience. I met some great people on it. They were awesome, but that if that movie is terrible, like it's really bad. I'm one of the only people that actually own it. It was for $10 on Vimeo for like seven hours. And then I think what happened was to give you some backstory on it. 
Uh, and the reason I'll tell you why I bring it up here in just a moment, but I was, I was in this film called Georgia rock. We shot it all over Minneapolis and one, it finally, when it finally came out like a year later, the dude who made this movie was a guy who was like a big Bible banger, big churchy guy. And he had an internet company or something and he sold it and he had a bucket list of wanting to make a feature film. So he wrote this feature film, had never written a script in his life. Didn't know anything about like character arcs or, you know, first, second, third act, none of that stuff. He just wanted to, all he wanted to do was make a film. So he took all of his money and he made a film and it was a huge giant pile of shit and it was terrible. And he put it up on Vimeo for people to buy for like 10 bucks and I bought it right away the day it came out because I wanted to chop it up and use it for some, uh, some, you know, demo reels and a couple of Instagram posts. And it was up for like seven hours and they took it down. Cause I think somebody may have been like, Hey, by the way, you're, you got a really bad movie. This is a bad representation of you. So you might want to take it down. So I've had every actor and every crew member since then come to me and go, dude, I heard you got a version of that. Can I get it? And I'm like, take it. Jesus Christ, take it. It could have been the next, the room. That's how bad that movie was. That's how ridiculous that movie is. And I show it to people and just go, dude, this is, man, get ready. My sister watched it and then had sent me a text. I think it was that movie. She sent me a text and went, well, that's a movie. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. See, the shit that I get cut out of, like under the stadium lights with Lawrence Fishburne, that's the shit I get cut out of. The stuff I can't get cut out of, the stuff that haunts me, is movies like Georgia Rock that will live in infamy as one of the worst films ever made on Minnesota soil. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's one of those moments where you're up on stage and you're looking out at a crowd that's not laughing. You're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I was with Tommy Ryman last night, who I love, one of my favorite people on the planet. And we were at a, a show in Northeast and it was the crowd was dismal and nobody laughing. I mean, it wasn't just like us. It was everybody. Nobody was giving a shit. It was just weird. And I got up first and, you know, got two chuckles out of everybody. Got off stage. Tommy went up after me. Got a chuckle. I got two and a half chuckles. A little bit more than me. Gets down. And he walks up to the bar. He looks at me. He goes, tonight's one of those nights where you go, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, I dude, I get it. I get it. The reason why I bring it up is because on Georgia Rock, there was a scene where we did have a real gun on set. And the prop department had disassembled the entire gun to show everybody uh, there is no firing pin. There is no ammunition. There is uh, just because... Jesus, could you imagine if something like that were to ever go down, man? Oh, it would be devastating. Be devastating. And I know Alec Baldwin is, you know, mourning and just probably beside himself, in shock, doesn't realize probably what happened, that he took the life of a very young, talented cinematographer. And that is that blame solely has to go on somebody else, man. It really does. It thousand percent has to. Um Unless it was something like he had the fake gun in his hand and maybe he maybe he was being directed in a way or there was an argument and he pulled the gun up and he pretended to shoot it at them and didn't realize there was a live round. And first off, why the fuck is there a live round inside of the gun in the first place? But, ah, man, that was uh, that was a tough story to sit and read yesterday. Because being on those sets, man, like, it's weird, like, how close you become with somebody when you're on a film set. 
you, you, I mean, you instantly become like best friends. These are the people you're going to hang out with for a couple of weeks. And then it's all over and you barely talk. It's weird. It's weird. But during like that two, three weeks, man, th- those are your comrades. Those are the people that you trust the most. And to have something like that happen, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it was terrible. Hey, speaking of death, since we're already on the subject, uh, Brian Laundry. You guys hear about this? Talked about this yesterday. The remains of Brian Laundrie, the guy who's been on the run after allegedly killing his fiance Gabby Papito. But we're pretty goddamn sure we did the guy that did it, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yesterday the FBI made the announcement that they had come across some remains, and it turns out that it is indeed the remains of Brian Laundrie. Our thoughts and prayers are with Gabby and the families here. This is tragic, but I will tell you, today when I walk back there. I got to see firsthand the treacherous conditions that they were working on. We're talking about water levels up above almost the chest area, rattlesnakes, moccasins, alligators. And these heroes go out there. While we can't change the outcome, we can bring justice. I know everybody wants to know exactly what's going on every second possible. Uh, All of America's watching, okay? But we'll never, never jeopardize an investigation to give that information out until the time is right. But again, I want to reiterate, these are very, very difficult conditions. I mean, you're searching in areas that you just can't walk up and look. It's not like you're searching a house or a car. So I couldn't be more proud of the team. Once again, I mean, Sheriff Hoffman from Sarasota, we're all one family. Sheriff's done a great job. Chief Garrison and our FBI, second to none, they came came together from all over. We're talking about you know, different states of communication here. And the end result is one team, one family working to bring closure. Okay, great. You know what? Listen, we found the guy. We know where he was. Awesome. What about in between? Where's the in between? That's what we want. That's really the the bulk. Where, Where the fuck was this guy? Weeks we were looking for him. FBI couldn't find him. Dog. I mean, if Dog the Bounty Hunter can't, you know, make... You know, nuts or bolts of it, then Jesus. Nobody's got a chance. But all of a sudden, we just find this dude, like, in a swamp? What the... What? So, it was in a Florida park. It happened Wednesday. Part of this place... The reason... I guess maybe why we didn't find him right away was because this was submerged. And then the water washed away. So, did this dude tie a brick to his foot and over the edge of a boat he went? Like, I don't under... Man. But the in-between! That's what we gotta know! The in-between! This is very much so just like intervention. So intervention, they'll show you 55 minutes of people like drinking hand sanitizer and succumbing to their addictions. And then they have a quick intervention at the end and then they hop a flight and then they give you like three little lines of dialogue at the end that say, you know, Brandon is doing much better. He's been in a rehab facility now for the last six weeks and has since quit drinking. Great. So how about we maybe dive into the six-week thing? How the hell did this guy kick it? Maybe that's the good information that we get. Anybody who's trying to beat their addictions or become a better person, why is it that we only have to sit and watch this guy stumble around, you know, fall and piss himself? Instead, why don't you give us the information about what happened in between the time of the flight off to the rehab facility in Texas and when they decided to give you an update? The worst ones are like, oh, it's been a year. It's been a year. He's off the sauce. It's been a year. It's like, awesome. That's fantastic. But holy shit, how about you guys tell us what he did?
Danielle, it's such a strange and intriguing story. Dude, that in-between, man. Uh, Bethany, it's really weird that when his parents finally decided to help too, very interested to hear more on this. Yeah, there's got to be something, man. That in-between, what is the in-between? We got to know what happened from the time he got back to his parents' place to the time they found him floating in a swamp. There's got to be, where is it, man? Where's the in-between? That's the t- that's the part we're looking for. That's the part we want. So, I don't know. Man, I'm really hoping that uh, a little bit of closure comes towards Gabby Pepito's family, that they could figure it out. Um, obviously, you, you know, there's no turning back the clock. And it's, ah, it, but that's the, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. How, I mean, if this guy was like a little off the deep end, why didn't he just kill himself first instead of taking the life of a young lady? Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor, school shooters. Do yourself a favor there, mass murderers. If you're going to stick a bullet in your head, do it before you kill a bunch of people. Because we want a little bit of closure. We want to know what's happening. And you sons of bitches. All right, you know what? Before we get into it, let's just do this. Oh, now you're just being crazy. And now, now, one rant for the road. One rant for the road. Shut up, you're drunk. All right, every single Friday, we hop onto the random word generator online. We pick a word and then uh, rant on it for about uh, two minutes. So hopping onto the random word generator, we hit the refresh, and the word is castle. Ah, castle. All right, first off, um, castle is... the. Castles are a place that it is so rich man, poor man, right? So you have you have dignitaries, you have ladies, you have lords. They all live in a castle. You also got dudes that are like, have inherited these giant piles of rubble that they then have to take care of. And why don't you just tear these goddamn things down? It's not like there's any sort of like, um, it's not like there's any sort of I don't know. There's no, like, clout that comes with it anymore. So, tear these goddamn things down. Take all the bricks and make them into paved roads. Seriously. I'm I'm not a fan. Gracie, it's also a Nathan Phil... Is it Philion? Philion? Philion show. Yeah. It's also the name of the Rook. Because no one can remember what the Rook is in chess. They always go, it's just the castle. Yeah, I get that. It's just the castle. Also, uh, for people that had... Minimal amounts of tools and building know-how. We built some giant fucking castles back in the day, did we not? You bitches couldn't have taken a little bit of time to, like, figure out the plague. Maybe stop killing each other in chain mail. Instead, we were building castles. For who? For kings and queens? You know, figureheads? Christ, the Queen of England still lives in a goddamn castle and makes absolutely no laws, does nothing. It's not like she's a... a not like she's somebody who has to you know, put her stamp of approval or veto something. She's not a part of parliament. She doesn't make any decisions. She's just a figurehead. And yet they pay all the money to be able to have that. And there's just something about it. They love it for whatever reason. I'm like, that's bullshit. Listen, I don't want you to move into a uh, efficiency apartment there, Queenie. But I don't know, take that castle and uh, break it off into chunks. Maybe start letting some people move in and get a little couple of people off the street in England be a lot easier wouldn't it does england have homeless i feel like that they're so much better than us i'm, I'm thinking of, there's no way there's not a chance i bet if you go there man don't get me wrong i know it's dirty but b 
BJ, Castle Grayskull. Yeah, all my favorite, uh, all my favorite, like, layers have been castles. I get that. You know, Castle Grayskull. Yeah, totally get it. I do like that if you were to go to, you know, Ireland and just kind of take a walk down a countryside, there's just a fucking castle. There's no one there. It's just built, you know, back when they used to go Braveheart style and be swinging battle axes at each other. But I don't know. I, 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 maybe I'm just tired of the big homes. I'm tired of the big castles. It's a uh, unachievable goal for most. And yet Disney just sticks that shit in all those little girls' brains. And they're like, hey, man, this is where you're going to live one day. That Prince Charming on that white horse going to come scoop you up. And you are going to be living like a princess. Not the case. You're going to be living in 1,200 square feet over in Richfield. And that is what you got. Olina, we have a castle in Minnesota that my son and I will be camping at in June. No way. Really? Where's that at? I don't know. I've never... um, I've never heard of it. Uh, Char. Char. So many castles in Ireland and Scotland, but they are... I get that they're cool. Probably a little drafty, especially in England. Or excuse me, especially in Ireland. But uh, we did drive past. My daughter and I drove past... Is it Muir Castle? Muir Castle. Mm, the one in California. Parker Castle, Alina says, in Minnesota. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, that shit's built, man. It's worth to go, you know, drive by, see... It's just like the place, uh, what do they call that place? Is that Nichols or whatever it is? A place where you could, for a quarter, you can eat a live minnow? I think that's what it is. I mean, it's worth the drive, right? Yeah. Weird shit in Minnesota. But I don't know. If somebody were to bequeath me a castle, I think I would probably pass. I'd sell it. I'd tear it down, take the rubble, make a paved road out of it or something. Jesus. Not a fan. Anyway. All right, you guys. We'll see you tonight at the Hog's Breath, hopefully. You guys made some table reservations. You can do so. Find my uh, Facebook page. The event page is on there. Merchandise. You can also find that right now. Merchandise is up. RudyPovich.com. And uh, a few more shows going to be announced here soon. We'll give you guys some more information. Thank you, guys. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. At Rudy underscore Pavich. Until then, thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.